Hello, and welcome to Outer Spaces, a podcast dedicated to empowering designers and contractors in the outdoor living space. Through this show, we hope to create a powerful resource for you, someone who is trying to grow their company but might not have all the tools and processes to do so. On Outer Spaces, we are passionate about breaking the chains of small mindsets and helping contractors just like you take control of their businesses and their lives. My name is Joshua Gillow. And I'm Dwayne Drawn. Through our 40 years of combined dirt under the nails experience, we look forward to sharing tips, strategies, and other contractor success stories here on the Outer Spaces podcast. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome back to the Outer Spaces podcast. My name is Joshua Gillow and I'm here with Dwayne Drawn. Hey Dwayne, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. Just enjoying, uh, I don't know, this sunny, cloudy slash no wind, cool day. That's cool. Sounds like Chicago, doesn't it? Did you get a chance to fly today? No, no, the clouds are too low. I can't stand it. That's the only only thing I can't stand about flying is if the clouds are low, you can't fly. I can't stand that. Yeah, I guess you just got to take it by the morning, right? Yeah, and you think it's like the universe, like purposely doing it to you on purpose and it's not it's just just a cloudy day that's all you know what i mean but when you wake up and it's cloudy you're like man you're doing it to me on purpose like (laughs) yeah i can see that for sure (laughs) well today we're going to be talking about a subject that Dwayne and i have you know faced many times in our career and recently you know destroyed let's put it that way but it's this concept of mindset over skill set I know in this outdoor living world and, you know, contractors and designers and builders that uh, you often get so focused on being the the best at, let's say the best at uh, doing base, you know, for a paper patio or the best at cutting or the best at laying out things, whatever it might be, the designer, the best at connecting things or materials. But oftentimes it's not you don't think much about the mindset behind not just the philosophy, but the mindset of the personal mindset that drives all of that stuff. So, you know, I remember back when I first started, I thought it was all about that. Like, you know, I'd be the most aggressive when it came to learning my skill, making sure I could, I could, you know, deliver more than anybody else could. But when it wasn't paired with a good solid mindset, I found that uh, I stumbled a lot. I could only grow so far. Then I stopped. I hit a, I had a, a plateau. I couldn't grow any further. And as a business owner, that's really frustrating and scary when you want to go somewhere but don't know how to get there. So you keep thinking you're going to keep finding your skill, become a better designer, a better builder, a better whatever. And the problem is it doesn't only get you so far. And then you stop. Dwayne, have you had that problem before? Yeah. No one can still cut bricks better than me to this day. And you pretty much can't lay a patio with the perfect pitch better than me to this day. I'll argue that. This whole time, this whole podcast, I'll argue that I can't be out there. <laughs> you know, like it's these are the things that we thought was making us better. And we honed in on those those you mean I can cut pavers better than any man that ever exists, or I can lay the most perfectly like not level patio, but the perfect pitch with no dips or anything. Like that was the things that drove us, and we thought that skill set was going to take us to the next level because I could do that. That was going to take my business and me to the next level. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, exactly the same. And you know, the ego kicks in, and you start thinking, well. 
Uh, I just have to do it better than my competition, and then I can, you know, I'll end up getting market share, and people will hire me because they'll see the, the the better version of what I can create, or these kinds of things. And we focus so much on trying to be better in our skill set. Which don't get me wrong, anybody listening here, you have to have skills. There's no doubt in that. But it's about where you prioritize them because without a good solid mindset, and and understand that you know you're here to grow and you're here to learn and you're here to continue to serve. But if you get so stuck on the skill set side and think that not thinking forward or working on your mind or really pushing yourself into new endeavors and new ideas that, that we never had before, like not thinking about the future that way and thinking only about your craft, how that limits you and eventually plateaus your business and you get stuck there. And some people like that. They don't mind being in one place forever. It's kind of comfortable. It's kind of okay. It pays the bills. But I don't know about you, Dwayne, but I'm here to crush it. I'm here to to serve. I'm here to do something that's never been done before. I want to, you know, help this industry change. I want to, my clients, I want to make sure they live the best lives outside, like all of those kinds of things. You can't do that with a stuck mindset and a great skill set. Yeah. I think that, I, Joshua, what you're saying is who we become. In the beginning, that mindset of just trying to be the best or the better guy is sort of what the world teaches us. I mean, everything, it's sort of, the world teaches you that everything is sort of is a competition. Like you're always competing, you're always competing instead of working with each other to get somewhere. So I think that's where a lot of our mindsets are stuck in the beginning because that's what you know. Like, you know, we it's one of the, the sayings that I, you and I always say is proximity is power. You know what I mean? So where you are, who you're around is who you become. And we've become this, not become, I mean, we're, this is what we are. We're sort of this competitive society that thinks that, always competing on something is the only way to go. And you're not really focused on your mindset on trying to create a better life for your clients or create a better life for you. You're just like, I'm just going to be the best at this. And this is it hands down. This is what I'm going to do. No, you're absolutely right, Dwayne. The interesting part is, I know I used to be really guilty of this. And I know lots are and you know, a lot of people are in industry the same the same way where, you know, they might have an incredible skill set. They can cut those pavers, maybe even a little bit better than you, uh, or lay that patio <laughs> on a good slant. I get it. But um, the point is that they get so focused on that that uh, they don't feel like when it comes to pricing their projects, right? They're like, they're so focused on that skill set side that they often screw themselves by not charging what they should be for their for their work because they don't feel their own mind, right? The, the mindset side of things, they don't feel they're worth it. Or they feel like if they charge too much, this client's going to say no. And if they say no, then that's a direct ding to their ego, right? Oh my God, they said no to me. Where if they say no to a project, it isn't no to you, the designer, the builder, the contractor. It's a no to the project. So oftentimes we internalize that stuff. And if your mindset isn't right, that'll start accumulating and accumulating and accumulating. And pretty soon you get very bitter because you think that other people just don't like you personally. But it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with how you approach the project. It has to do with the project, not you. So again, that's the mindset side of it. You could have all the best skill sets in the world. You could be the fastest paver layer or the fastest plant planter or whatever you might want to have, you know, as the fastest, the best, whatever. But at the end of the day, 
mindset will always trump skill set. Because even if you go on and flip that around and you have the minimal amount of skill set, but your mindset is vast, you're, you know that you're worthy of, of what you're doing, you know that you're, uh, what you're gonna, you want to get paid what you're worth, that you're out there really trying to help and serve and add value every single step of the way for your clients. Even if you suck as a paver installer, you're still going to be busier than hell. I mean, yeah, you got to work in a skill set too. But point is that that mindset always will trump skill set every time. Yeah. You know, in the beginning, Joshua, I sold a lot of jobs in the beginning. And I think that a lot of stuff was sold. I thought about this like just really a couple months ago that I never thought there was anybody against me. Like I just, just some reason I never even, and I never even thought about the competition. I wasn't even thinking about it. I just thought that they called me up. So if they liked what I did, they were going to do business with me. So it was just this automatic assumption. And I think I had a very, very nice closing ratio. I'm talking about the paper patio side because I had automatically assumed that they were using me. There, there was there was just nothing else. So it was that, if you think about it, it was sort of that mindset I already had in the beginning that there was just, like I said, no other company existed in my mind. And it wasn't, it wasn't that they didn't exist from ego. It's just I didn't even think about them. I was just like, okay, you called us up. Once I saw that they liked what I, I had to offer, they were done. Like I think some people, I probably basically signed them up, and they were probably weren't even ready to sign up with me. I think I just just assumed that they were moving forward. You know? No, absolutely, and and that's another big part of it. You know, when it comes to mindset over skill set, when it comes to competition, right? So. So often we get so hung up in this concept, like you mentioned earlier, of, of everybody being in competition with each other, that, that we're all on separate islands trying to fend for our own rights to the food, if you will, out there in the sea. It's like this, this crazy mentality. And, and that, again, it's a mindset thing. So once you flip that mindset and realize that not everybody's out there to take things from you, the more everyone professionalizes in your market, the more that the entire market will bring to you and everybody else involved. That's where the mindset part you know, really starts to flourish. You're like, wait a minute here, there's enough for everybody. We don't have to steal from somebody in order to get what we need. We just have to think about how we're gonna help our clients and be the solution you're looking for. And certain people are gonna choose you and certain people are gonna choose me and certain people are gonna choose someone else. That's totally cool, but having the mindset knowing that it's not about you that way, it's about serving your clients, falling in love with your ideal client, not your product or service. That's a huge mindset thing, right? Understanding that it's not about the skill as much as it is the the value that you're adding by changing your mindset and focusing on the future of your business and how you're going to be able you know, to provide those, those services and everything to your clients in the way they want to buy them. But you always kind of have to have your thumb on the pulse of, of your ideal client to see those changes and those ebbs and flows in market and what's interesting, what's not interesting, what they're buying, what they aren't, what they find valuable, what they don't as you're moving forward. Because I don't know about you, Dwayne, but you know, I lived in the very beginning with a just enough mindset where I'm like, you know what, as long as I got enough to pay the bills and I can take some money home, I'll be happy. Then I'm on to the next project. And, you know, maybe the next one, I'll make it up on what I lost in the last one. And just that just enough mindset going along. And it's like, no, it, you could have all the skill set, but if you have a shitty mindset and you're like, just enough's enough, you will never grow. You will always plateau. Yeah. I was thinking about that on the, not the last podcast we taped, because that's not out yet, but number two that it's actually, you said it just dropped yesterday, but there was a spot in there when I was talking about, you mean selling jobs for rent, you know, like I would sell a job according, because it's like I had to pay rent. When I go back to the construction side of the business, you, it's not that you have a shitty mindset. 
I think you just don't know. I mean, a lot of us come from these very humble beginnings where, you know, I mean, our parents worked, everybody around us worked for a job, and it was really enough to pay the mortgage, the, the car bill, I mean, the food. We didn't really see a lot of abundance in our family. Now, let me, let's really take this into depth and really get some ahas out of this. I didn't really see abundance until I saw I met my clients. I didn't know that you could have forty, fifty thousand dollars just sitting in a bank account waiting to buy something like an outdoor living space or a paper patio. I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know that that world even existed, you know, like this industry just working out there sort of took me in that direction to help me see that you could have it. And then I saw them with it and I didn't know I could. So even every, all my jobs that I priced, everything that I did, you know, I mean, the employees, the staff, it was still always just enough money to cover the bills, cover the stuff like that. I still didn't have that mindset of abundance. And then, ooh, this is going to get even juicier. The mindset of abundance sort of in our upbringing was sort of looked down upon too. You know what I mean? Like, you mean, being raised in these middle class, humble, you mean, societies and families, the abundant person was looked down upon. You mean, so if you became abundant or it was like, who did he think he was or who are you? So you sort of, you know, you wanted, you dreamed of it, but the end, that was just a thought process. I want this. I want that. I want that. But, you know, in order to get that, you got to become something. It was hard becoming that person because of the world that you were in. Yeah. I mean, as you raise, as you adjust your mindset to growing your business, the problem is the people around you probably haven't changed. And they're going to start seeing you as different. They're going to start thinking like, all right, wait a minute here. If, if, if you're growing and you're doing these things and you're making more money and you're impacting more people's lives in a positive way, what does that mean for me? Like, where do I fit into this equation? Because for 20 years, it's always been the same. And now all of a sudden it's different. And are they going to forget me? Are they going to, you know, to go on to new friends and not, and not want to talk to me anymore? So oftentimes, and people do it, whether they like it or not, it's the truth where they're going to try to knock you down in a way that have you realize that you aren't like you used to be or some other bullshit like that and try to guilt you into going back to being the way you were so that they don't have to feel inadequate. That's the bottom line here. They're going to guilt you into that you know, scenario so that they don't ever have to have the uncomfortable whatever of growing. They don't have to have that obligation to grow with you because that'd be way too painful. I mean, God forbid that would happen. The point is that once they get stuck in their mindset, and if you're not surrounding yourself, proximity is power, right? Surrounding yourself with people of similar or higher mindsets that are helping you grow then you're always going to be stuck in that. And you'll see that in family dynamics for generations where everyone works a certain blue-collar job, whatever, they make $50,000, $60,000 a year, and that's what their dad did, that's what their grandfather did, that's what their great-grandfather did, you know, adjusted you know, rates for the times. But that's what they do forever. And then all of a sudden, there's the one that breaks out, and he's the black sheep or she's the black sheep. And it's like, all of a sudden, it's like, wow, holy crap, like it's possible. And then, yeah, they're going to get thrown arrows at you. Of course, people are going to judge because they don't know how to handle you anymore. You aren't the same person that they knew before and were comfortable around. So you just have to deal with that. That's part of life. But what you can do in those same moments is to understand that when you create this new model of what your future is going to be, others eventually will start either emulating it or disown you, one or the other, right? And the ones that want to emulate you or the ones that start coming around are really your true people. 
They're the ones that want to help you grow and they want to, they need you around in order for them to grow too. And it becomes this beautiful symbiotic relationship where everyone is in a growth mindset, but you get stuck around the wrong people that want to drag you down and stay in the, the exact same mindset they've been in for generations. You're going to struggle like hell to get out of that. Yeah. I heard a saying one time where someone said that friends are family you get to choose. And one thing you learn about family when it comes to those dynamics, and these are family close friends, not just necessarily family, but somewhere where you sort of started off with. And you mean you start off in a certain area, certain community, and then you grow. And then people look at you like, where the hell does he think he's going? But there's, there's several things that go on. One, when you start excelling and moving past, like some of the, even the older ones, the grownups, you're questioning their intelligence, even though you're not, but they have a feeling like you are. Like, I mean, they've been living their lives, they've made their decisions, and they feel their decisions are the best way. So when you start turning the past, start asking questions, and start doing other things your way, you're questioning, you mean, their very intelligence. And who are you to question an elder? You know what I mean? Who are you to have a conversation with an elder and you're going to go do this and go do that? Another very powerful thing is when they cannot control you, they will attempt to control the narrative about you. And that's the one of the most dangerous ones. And that's where you really have to have power over your own mindset, because there are phases when you when you make this cut and you pull away you're going to go through some dark spaces because a lot you're going to go you're going to be lonely for a while because you re, you're now you're trying to figure out who your friends are and who really are out for you. And so you got to pull away from the family, everybody you've always trusted, everybody you've been with, people who fed you, people you mean who was there for you at your birthdays and events. You got to pull away from them and go out into this world to really start opening up and then you start meeting people. And so there's like a dark section where you're sort of by yourself and a little lonely of going through that path to get there. And that's where that mindset is really, really powerful because if you can easily drop out of that mindset and stop believing in yourself and you say, you know what, let me just go back to the old way because that's where my peers are, that's where my family is, that's where my whole connection is. Let me just go back to there and I, I just won't go for my dreams, you know? You know? No, absolutely, dude. You were spot on with that. And the crazy part is that, you know, I think that that we'll call it the chasm or that dark hole between where you are and where you want to go. That's, I believe that's the universe. I believe it's the universe testing our true will, our true want for that change. Because anybody can say, I want change, sit on their ass and do nothing, right? That's easy to do. But only the mavericks, the pioneers out there that really want the change and are willing to go through the pain to get there they're the ones that are going to make it through. Bottom line, that's just what it is. So I think that that time is is really a matter of the opportunity for you to rethink what you know. And, and none of this, guys listening, you know, none of this is about you being better than anybody. It's not anybody being worse than you. It's none of it to do with that. It's strictly what do you want for yourself in life? And if your peer group that you're in now or your business partners or whatever, whatever the model you're in right now that you're most influenced by, call it your, your five people you're connected to most, you know, do they want to see you succeed? If they do, they're going to be there to support you. They're going to be there to help you. If they don't, most likely they're going to try to drag you down because they don't want to be, they don't have to question their own decisions that they've made, right? So it's really a matter of picking that peer group first. And uh, if it's family members, that's fine. You really can't pick your family, but you can pick who influences you. You can love them for being family. You can love your friends for being friends. It's not like you have to disconnect or divorce all these people. It's not that at all. 
But you have to understand that they are where they are because that's where they want to be. And if you want to be somewhere else, you're going to have to disconnect from them, even if it's only mentally, and still spend time if you want every couple of weeks or whatever, hang out, tell stories, that's fine. But understand that if you want more, you're going to have to go further, further than they're willing to go. And the crazy part is once you do, and you get through that black hole that Dwayne mentioned, you're going to find that the other side is so beautiful, so beautiful, because you're on the other side. Pretty soon, some of those people that were, you know, either saying negative things or kind of didn't really talk to you, doesn't want to, you know, call back or whatever, all of a sudden they start coming back around because like, wait a minute here, there's something here. Like, I know he's not doing this or she's doing this to, to, make me feel bad. Eventually they come around and that most do. And then they want to be part of your journey because they see what you're doing. And once you achieve what you're trying to do, they're going to sit back and say, wow, he or she must've been right. That's, that's pretty cool, but you've got to be the balls you want to do it first. It's, it's incredible. I tell you what happens are the people that remember what I said, if they can't control you, they'll control the, They'll try to control the narrative about you. So they'll go out into the streets and they'll yell, he's garbage. He's a piece of trash. He's disrespectful. I mean, they'll yell that out in the street. And what happens is when you start hitting levels of success and, and people start seeing the true authentic you of who you really are, because you I mean, maybe you could have been those things back in the day. Maybe like when I look back, maybe I probably was an asshole. You know I mean, back in the day, like, you know, some family members or friends like, man, he was rude. He was mean. He was an asshole. He was this. Maybe I probably was. But you don't stay an asshole forever. I mean, I mean you look back, you probably made some changes. Like, I'm a, I think I'm a cool dude now. But what I notice happens are the people that they rip, tried to rip your, your name from, those are the people that actually start reaching out to you later in life and ask for you to show them how they do it. They actually see the true authentic you. And then sometimes the closest ones you're with, they never see it because they're still stuck on who they think you were back in the day. So it's, it takes a long time for them to sort of cross over and you just got to keep moving. And then to hit on this topic of mindset, I know you, Tony Robbins, we, I mean, you and I both are like, this is all we listen to almost throughout the week. 80% of our success is what we're thinking. Think about that. Not what we know. It's what we're thinking, our mindset. 80% of our success. 20% is the skill. Think about that. Spot on, man. So the question is, what's going through your head? Where are you getting your information from? Are you, you know, watching the news 24 hours a day trying to get your information from there? Or did you shut that shit off a long time ago and said, you know what? I'm going to create my own reality at this point. Life is going to happen around me. That's what it is. But what do I choose to focus on? Again, you choose how you prime your mind. You can do it every day. And it's uh, for most, it's free, right? It's, it's all around us, especially with the internet. It's all around us. We have a choice in what we put in our brains. And if you want a more blissful, more happy life with more opportunities, then you need to surround yourself with that kind of information. And if you want a, a life of negativity and constantly worried about things and fear and stress, you can find that too. It's all over. You must make a choice. That is a conscious choice. It is not a forced anything. So, you know, the, the, so much, you know, when it comes to, like we, we originally started here with mindset and skill set, you know, so much, uh, so many of us in this industry start out trying to figure out how to do the best how, like how to install, how, how, how. It's always about the how side. How can I get more customers? How can I make more money? And until you start thinking about the whole concept of why, why is that important? Why do you want to be better in skill set? Why do you want to make more money? Why do you want to grow your business? If you can't answer that in one sentence or less, maybe even one word it could be, 
then you're going to be struggling with working skills all the time to try to make up for the difference. But once you realize that it's all about a certain why, and why is it different for everybody, but once you've honed in on something that will get you up at four o'clock every single morning without complaint, that you don't have to think about it, that drives you, you have a burning passion inside of you, and you have this why that just, you, you can't get enough, you assemble teams that have the same whys, and pretty soon everybody is rowing in the same direction, it becomes this magical, magical thing that everybody is winning with. That's really when things change. That's when you can, there's no, there's no way to throttle you back at that point. You're just wide open because your why is clear, your why is burning inside of you. But if you keep focusing on the skill side of things, the how, great. You can only yeah. go so far with that, you hit a wall. And then when you cut through the path too, you know, see if I can explain this right. When you're going through the path of transition of, of how to why, and then believing in yourself and going through the struggles of business and things like that, and you survive. And I think, I think everybody who fights through it survives. I, I think just the one who says, I quit, I'm done, doesn't survive. You, you understand what I'm saying? I think everybody makes it through who just says, I'm going to go through. And then you talk to some friends and they start speaking of some of the issues that they're having, the reason why they're not getting started. And, and this is where my wife is like, babe, you got to stop being so harsh. But I'm not really being harsh. It's just that I've gone through it. And so I know you can go through. And so I can't be the softy and say, oh, man, buddy. You I mean, I just can't be the softy who agrees that because you have a wife and three kids, you can't start your business. Or because you have the full-time job, you can't do the business. I'm all about just get it. Go after it. If you really want it, you'll make it and make it through. And that's a part of that mindset of success. And I think that, I think, like I said, you and I talked about it in one of the beginning podcasts is a lot of guys get into this business because it's an easy way of making money. And they think, okay, they didn't have to get a bunch of licensing. There's not a bunch of laws. You get a pickup truck, get a wheelbarrow, boom, you're in. A lot of people even start from grass cutting sort of like myself and you sort of evolve. So it's not really based on a passion thing, a thing that you think you're good at, it sort of starts off on this is just sort of easy way of making money without getting a job. And then it evolves into a passion. You become good at something. And then you hit this level of where you at is understanding and awareness and you hit that why. And once you hit that why of this is who you are and what you do, just stand back and watch out. You know, like when you get to that level, words can't explain what happens to the business, what happens to your life structure, everything around you, it just opens up. It's like this, I mean, this thing just opens up inside of you and it's going to bulldoze or anything in its way. And like you, you become unstoppable, not in an arrogant way, but just in a very great positive way on how you're shaping the universe for others. Absolutely. I mean, your confidence levels are through the roof. You know, nothing is a problem. Everything there's a solution to. It's just, it's incredible. I mean, you'll probably hear this from others as well. We're not the first to have a conversation like this, but once it becomes part of your vernacular, part of your life, part of your day, when you look forward to waking up every morning, regardless of the day, there's many days I don't even know what day it is. It doesn't matter to me. It's a day. It's daylight and darkness in my world, right? So, and how, how can I serve today? How can I move forward? How can I push my why further forward to help more people with their whys and continually pushing that ahead? But, you know, in order to do that, it's, it's not something you wake up one morning and be like, oh, guess what? I understand my why today. I'm good to go. The whole world's great. And by the end of the week, you're making 10 times what you made the week before. Like, that's not how it works. You know, this, this, this concept of, of consistent growth, small steps every single day in order to get all of them to accumulate over time into something massive, 
right? It's it's the two millimeter principle that Tony Robbins talks about. It's a constant and, and never ending improvement, the Kanai principle as well, where each day you think about different facets of your life. When you think about, you know, your business, for instance, or your efficiencies on your business, or your family life, your spiritual life, your physical body, all of these things, your mental health. And you start thinking, all right, so each day, what can I do it doesn't have to be gigantic. It can be small incremental changes that you, you make as an absolute must each day. You do them, and each day they accumulate. And pretty soon, months later, you don't even recognize yourself. You know, in, in the most amazing way possible, things you thought you could never achieve because of mental blocks or barriers, you're breaking through that stuff because each day you're working incrementally toward breaking through those things. Dwayne, have you seen uh, stuff like that in your life uh, make a big impact? I'm going to keep it real, bro. This is like jumping down a fucking rabbit hole, if you ask me. I mean, so it's almost like the Matrix, you know? So you got Neo, wherever. What was Neo's name before he was Neo? I, I haven't seen that movie in forever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So you're. what happens is you're dabbling. You know what I mean? Like, you're fighting through life, and, and that's what you're really doing. You're fighting this fearful life, and you're afraid of everything. You're, and that's why you're not succeeding, is because you're living in fear. And you will take some chances, but you won't take all the chances. But then you start sort of dabbling. Oh, man, I saw something online. I heard like a Joe Dispenza or I heard like a clip of Tony Robbins. Well, maybe, maybe. And then you start thinking. Then you start saying it, too, you know? Like, I used to go around for, I went around for like maybe three or four years. Like, you mean, you got to think positive. You got to think positive. I was the positive dude. Think positive. One positive. But I was still stressed the fuck out. You know what I mean? Like, I was still going crazy in my brain. And then one day... You meet the right person or it builds up and then you just, it's like a go time and, and you don't call that go. The go just happens and you jump down this, this freaking rabbit hole and you're like Dorothy and you look up and it's like, whoa, it was always in front of you, but you notice the birds chirping. You notice the leaves blowing on the, the trees you look up and you see the clouds moving and you pay attention to it. You see the ripple of water in the lake and that you see the ripple and you catch it and you hear it all and you hear the cars drive by you hear the people walk and now this this thing that you didn't know existed but it's right in front of you now becomes your reality and your reality is you realize that at the, in this present moment that life is beautiful life is great i'm living i'm walking everything is beating my heart is beating and i'm alive and now you're present and then you realize whoa when i'm present I can produce anything I possibly want from that present state of mind. So Joshua, to answer the question, I do remember that. And I do remember drop, jumping in the freaking rabbit hole and my whole entire life changed. And when I look back, it's changed, like totally changed from the, the same. I don't have the same problems anymore. I used to have some horacious, you I mean, horrible financial problems. I don't have those anymore. Like I know people around me like, how come Dwayne doesn't complain about rent anymore? Like, you I mean, how, how is he able to do that? Like, I know my friends are looking at me like, what the fuck happened to him? You I mean, how did this just change? And you can't ex really explain it. So then you go try to explain it to somebody, and then they think you're crazy. You know I me? Mean? But what happens is you slowly start opening them up, and then eventually they're going to catch on and jump down that rabbit hole too, and then their whole lives change, and they call you back up like, holy shit, it happened. And you're like, what happened? It's like, I I'm awake. It's sort of where I think happens. Dude, you couldn't have said it better. I don't have to add one word to that, dude. You got it. It is so amazing. And it's crazy that it's around us right now. Everyone listening to this podcast, it's around you right now. It's a matter of seeing it, though. 
It's a matter of, of being present enough to see the things that you take for granted every single day. And I did for three quarters of my life. I mean, it's, it's not, it's, it's just insane. But once you become more present with all those things, then the why becomes clearer. Uh, then all of a sudden your, your employees stay longer because they, uh, they, they see why you do what you do and they want to be part of it. And it really helps them on their journeys as well. And it's not just about money anymore. And cause guys face it, like, like Dwayne said, most people don't come into this industry because they are just can't wait to graduate high school or whatever college and get started in, you know, outdoor living, you know, putting pavers in, putting plants in, putting lighting in, like that's mowing lawns. It's not what they, they aspire to. It happens to be a hobby that turns into something that pays money. And pretty soon the money, they start getting better at it. They take on more projects. They're making money. They're thinking like, wait a minute here. I couldn't make that if I worked for somebody. So now all of a sudden their hobby becomes their job. And I don't know very many people in this industry who started out with a business degree first and then got into this world. So most of us don't have that. I didn't have that. I know you didn't have that either, Dwayne. So we're starting out like we, all right, we become more passionate because we see the potential, but we don't have the business savvy in the beginning to understand how to run a business. Like we're just running a hobby the best we can and hope like hell we're making money and then wonder why we're bleeding money all over the place or don't understand what markup should be or how to manage people. Like we were never taught these things. You can't blame anybody. There's so many mistakes I made in the beginning with all of this stuff. And without those mistakes, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't be able to impact the world like I can today because of all the stupid things I did back in those days. But we all start there. So if anybody's listening, they're like, man, I just keep hitting my head against the wall or whatever it might be, making foolish moves. We all have to make them. But if you can find somebody that you can either have as a mentor or a coach or someone who can help you with a program, you're going to speed up your process to success so much faster. Don't, don't take my word for it. Don't wait 20 some years to become successful. Do it as fast as you can get people around you, your core five, get them as tight as you possibly can. People that are doing what you want to do, get them in your, in your corner, in your ring so that they can teach you how to do it. And you can pull the energy. You're just going to, it's like a sponge. You're just going to be absorbing all this information from them. And pretty soon you're going to look back in a year from now, six months, six weeks, five years, whatever it might be. And you're going to look back and you're going to be like, I don't even recognize the person that I started this journey with. That's very much my story. When I started out with mindset, you know, well over five years ago and, and, you know, getting really focused on it. Cause I never really did bad, right? I always made money. Everything was good. I always paid the bills. Everything was good there, but I wasn't in love with what I was doing. I was just doing it. And then I realized through Ninja Warrior, crazy enough that, uh, through being present and that's where my whole journey started to get into this where, oh my God, there's so much more to life. There's so much more to a team. There's so much more to so many different things. And, you know, that's that's where then getting deeper and spending the time and having to discipline for the two millimeters over the Kaizen principle where you're constantly growing each and every day because you're worth it. I didn't love myself for most of my life. When I looked in a mirror, I would be like, oh, okay, cool. You know, it's like, I, I didn't even like to look at myself at times. I didn't even like to look at myself. If I was speaking, I got on a camera or something like that. I was nervous as hell. I didn't trust myself. That was my, my pre-mindset mentality for most of my life. And once I got through that and realized that, no, dude, like there's only one of you out there. You're blessed to be alive. You've got a heartbeat. You're here to do something. You're here to help as many people as you possibly can. You you don't need anything more than you already have. Everything you need is inside. It's not outside. It's inside. Once that becomes the reality that you keep telling yourself over and over again, because it is true, everything changes, dude. Everything. It's right in front of you. It's so right in front of you. But Joshua, I still think you got to fall down that rabbit hole. You know, like when you say you got to pick the right people, 
you only picking the right people in the mindset of where you are at that moment. Okay, so you might pick the guy. Okay, you might pick the good guy. There's an article I read about, you mean, being a good guy doesn't mean shit in our society. And it's like, and I, I won't go all the way down to it, but it was talking about there's a guy who passed out in the middle of the street and a wife is crying for help. I mean, because the guy passed out and some guy comes over and said, hey, I can help him. And the wife says, do you know CPR? Do you know anything? He says, no, but I'm a good guy. And she said, no, 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 you got to know CPR. He's like, no, I'm a good guy. I'm just a good guy. And she's like, what does that mean? You don't know any CPR. You can't help him. And it makes you think about life. Like, okay, so yeah, you got, you're, you're getting a mindset before you jump down a rabbit hole. You still don't understand what's going on. But you say, well, let me hang around the good people. Okay, the people who speak nice or the church people or the sanctified ones, you mean, let me hang around them. And what you don't realize is that they're still in a mindset of scarcity and fear because just being a good guy just doesn't cut it. Getting this and understanding this is like riding a bicycle. And this is, I guess, this is the best way to teach somebody because we all should know how to ride a bicycle. If you're listening to this podcast, your ass should know how to ride a bike by now, at least. At least. Now, in the swimming, I get. If you can't swim, I got that. A lot of people don't know how to swim, especially a lot of brothers don't know how to swim. I, I'm not one of them. I'm a former Marine, so I can swim my ass off. But, I mean, I get that. But I can show you how to ride a bicycle. I can teach you how to ride a bicycle. I can explain to you how to ride a bicycle. I can give you all the books to read on how to ride a bicycle. I can give you a video on how to ride a bicycle. But the only way you're going to ride that bicycle is until you figure out and understand balance. Like... Because all it really is is a manipulation of gravity. You're not even riding a bike. You're just learning how to manipulate gravity on two wheels. Once you learn how to do that is when you become proficient on bike. It's the same thing in mindset. We could, you could talk positive. You could think a positive game. But until you actually get it, like until you have that, I don't know about you, but I had that, I had an aha moment where it all hit me and I was just sort of in a room and like I said, everything lit up, you know? It was a very quiet moment when I re- when I think I made that whole life transition from the Dwayne that was afraid, fight or flight, struggling, that Dwayne, until this Dwayne who just lives a rock star life every day and, you mean, just has one hell of a week. I have a hell of a week every single week. It's like it really is a rock star week. I mean, every single week, every single day, it's amazing. And I think there's a switch that hits and you got you get it. You know, does it make sense? I mean, you get it. You've gotten it. I mean, my wife's gotten it. The people I'm around are getting it. But I think you got to get it. I think that's I think that's the thing that opens it up. Yeah, and I mean, you're absolutely right, Dwayne. There's a time when you get it, as you say. You know what I mean? You actually get it. You feel it. It does a shift. And the crazy part is that shift normally happens right around the same time when you accept the fact and embrace the fact that you're worth it that you deserve a good life, that you were put on this earth to have the best life, right? That you deserve it. That's the biggest thing. If, if you don't feel like you ever deserve what you're getting or you're constantly fighting with your own mind because you're like, well, my parents didn't have that, so I don't think I should show it. I don't want to show off my stuff or, you know, my wife didn't come from that kind of a background, so I don't want to become too, you know, whatever, too successful, whatever it might be. Like, you're afraid of what could be as opposed to what will be, right? And, and if you don't feel like you're worth it or you don't want to ruffle feathers, then you'll always stay in that same spot, right? Because most coming through, as I mentioned before, starting out as a hobby, becoming an employee of your business, most get stuck right there. 
they become that employee of their business, the most underpaid employee that is there, right? And they they are they don't know any better. They don't know how to break out of those chains and say, you know what? No, I want to work to create a business that I can be proud of, a business that I can work on instead of in, right? Where I can be the one person seeing the vision of what's coming next and guiding a team toward a goal, as opposed to the guy that's out there constantly fixing things and putting out fires because, you know, who else is going to do it? I don't, I don't know any better. Only because they've never been around people who have already solved those problems. And once they've been around people that have solved those problems, the next thing you know, they don't have those problems anymore. They're going to have other problems. Business, there's always things to manage and do. There's no perfect way out of that. But the reality is that when you can flip the script and go from being an underpaid employee to being an owner of your company, owner of a company that provides you an ROI each year, not just a paycheck, right? Put your money in, you actually get a return on your investment every year. When you're not constantly working at it, that's when you start getting the success that you truly wanted. You didn't get in the business so you could have a job forever. You got in the business so that you could make a better life for you and your family, right? And, and to, to chart your own path and to create a lifestyle that you can be proud of and, and to work your ass off. I mean, who else, Dwayne, would give up a 40-hour-a-week job to work 100 hours? Only us crazy business people, right? Our business owners, like we're willing to do that, but it doesn't mean that those 100 hours have to be squandered trying to be the employee instead of the owner. Yeah, and, and to add to something you're saying too, is like being a business owner is actually one of those things where you can be brutal on yourself and have the excuse to be brutal on yourself. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I thought about all the years that I worked for very low pay, you know, like subconsciously I was doing that on purpose. Not, I mean, because I wasn't thinking I was worthy just in life and owning a business is one of those biggest things that you could be in to really destroy yourself and your psyche. And you don't even know you're doing it because you have an excuse for every business owner can say they don't get paid because they're putting the money in the business, but you'll keep that mindset and philosophy, not for one year, two year, three years, you'll have it for four and five years, six years until you wake up. And because you can put yourself in that excuse and nobody can check you. I mean, you're allowed to be sort of not getting paid in a business in the beginning because it's brand new. And so you, you are allowing yourself to not have that belief of who you are and what you could be. I mean, you got to think for years, Joshua, for years that never even thought I could take a dollar from the business and thought it was okay. You mean, you think about it, never felt I deserved it. I mean, take a vacation? Yeah, right, can't do that. And if you watch like a lot of the social media and these pages, these guys are bragging about it. They're boasting. Man, I'm working on Sunday and Monday, and, and I work 40, 60 days straight, and they're bragging about it. Like, like that's such a great thing. And if and those guys, I can guarantee you they're not paying themselves. And if they are, it's, it's, it's just enough to get by because it's more about the, the ego again. It's, it's part of the mind. Every single person has an egoic mind. Every single one does. It's a matter of how you keep it in check. Because there's something about being said, to Dwayne's point, where I've worked the last 20 or 40 days straight, never a day off. There's something so proud that comes from that. But is that the reason why you started the business in the beginning? So you could brag to the, that you have a, a life in a prison cell called your business? One that doesn't you know pay you as much as you think, or at least you should be getting paid for what you're doing. And at the end of the day, you're so fearful that if you did take money from the business, that the whole thing would be over. If you did take a vacation, that, oh my God, the entire popsicle stand is going to fall down. You're going to come back to a complete disaster. So why would you ever take time 
in your life to enjoy your family and friends to get away when everything could fall apart? Because all it is, is it really true? Is it smoke and mirrors? Do I deserve this? I don't really deserve this. So I, that, what that means is I'll just take vacation when I have to, when, when the wife bitches too much or whatever, husband bitches too much, and we got to get away, and then be there the whole time on my phone because it's never, I've always got to make sure that nothing is burning down back home and, and never really being present on vacation. Next thing you know, you're 50, 60 years old, your kids are out of the house, you don't even know their names, but your business is good. You, know, you took care of that one the whole entire time. But then it falls apart because no one wants to be around you because you're a freaking mess because you haven't even lived a life. You know, I, I hear the story all the time. That used to be me until I shifted my mindset from skill set, focused on the mindset. And next thing you know, everything is incredible. Everything mm -hmm. is incredible. It's in check. I've never been more happy. My family has never had more of my time. And all of these things, I've never made as much money. None of that stuff. And my clients have never been as happy as they possibly are because one thing shifted. I realized I was worth it. Yeah. I even have friends, um, sort of older friends now, not, not too close anymore, but business owner friends that when I start breaking loose and start traveling more and, you I mean, flying the airplane around and just getting away, they would sort of insinuate that you need to keep all the money in the business. And, you know, I was, I was hearing them in, in conversation. Well, you know, what are you spending that on? You know, you got to, if you want to grow the business, you got to put the money back in the business and da 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 and I started hearing those little innuendos and those conversations from them. And I'm like, no, you need to live. You know, like the business is going to be there regardless if I put the money in there or not. I mean, I just got to figure out how to make it more money and make it grow. But if I don't live, the business doesn't really mean shit, really, if I'm not living. Yeah, because you're only a reflection of your business anyway. Your business is only a reflection of you. It's a mirror. It's that simple. If you're inside feeling completely burned out and crazy and you stressed out and fearful, then your business is going to react the same way to the market. It's no different. So if your mindset is good and clean and you have you know a very good, solid confidence within yourself, your business is going to be confident in the market. And it's going to do really well. That's really the cool part about it. So, you know, it, it's... There, there's so many different directions you can go with this, but it's really, you know, our goal today was to talk about the difference between focusing only on using your hands and trying to generate, you know, sales and revenue and design, all that kind of stuff from, from your skill set versus focusing on your mindset and letting the skill set fill itself in. Because you'd be amazed how fast that actually happens once you get your mind in the right place. And, you know, and, and that's, that's, we love to give, we love to, to serve, and that's why we put together our sales and design mastery programs to be able to help our industry that are going through this, the growing pains of a business, right? If they want to start adding new things like a design side or they want to brush up and get some new um, uh, philosophies and direction with design, we can easily show you how to do that. And the same with sales, you know, none of us, not many of us, let's put it that way, went to a sales training or sales school before we started in business. We kind of figured it out. That's how I started. Kind of this worked, that didn't work. Throw that out, put that in, add this, go to this seminar, go to this event, find this mentor, adjust things. Then it works, then it doesn't. Then you're back to square one again. And it's always great when it's working, but when it's not, you're questioning everything. But it's because I didn't have processes in place and in, in, in making sure I can get results the same way and multiple people can get them as well throughout the organization. So once those things went into place, everything gets you know, much, much simpler and much more predictable. Let's put it that way. So again, if you guys need any help with those things, we're here to help. That's what we love to do, our sales and design mastery courses. And, and just in general, you know, if you guys need any help out there with some of the stuff we talked about today, reach out to us. We're here to help. That's what, that's our entire goal in life is to be able to help our industry for sure, but others as well. You know, if you if you do find value in this in the information that we're, we're providing you, reach out to your friends, tell them about the podcast. We'd love to have them as 
you know, people listening through and, and getting value as well, because that's, that's what we're going to do. We're not stopping. We're coming wide open at this entire world to try to help people help themselves so they can empower their families and empower their lives. Yeah. It's not just a landscape podcast or outdoor living podcast. It's it's really just about mindsets. One of the things Joshua and I talked about is like, we're going to speak more about the mindset, the actions, what you're thinking about. You I mean, getting into the mind of that brand new contractor. I mean, what's he thinking about every day when he first started? I mean, his bills on his mind, his money on his mind, is his family on his mind, is his wife on his mind, is his kids on his mind? I mean, what's going on through the mindset of the person? And that's, that's really the whole idea of what this podcast is about. So even if you're not an outdoor living, just hang out and learn just the philosophies of just life in general and what to think. I mean, we're not gurus and we don't really know all the answers, but we sure will share a lot of the answers that helped us get where we are in life. Absolutely right, Dwayne. So I love and appreciate all you guys listening. Again, share it out to your friends. You know, our goal is to impact as many lives as possible. And uh, remember one big takeaway from this entire conversation, you're absolutely worth it.